we have been in a a month-long series on sex and dating. Excuse me, I got a frog in my throat to start this. Uh, We've been talking about uh, kind of this sensitive topic for a month now, Um, and I hope by now that you've seen that uh, God has a lot to say about this issue and that his ways are way better than what the world is telling us day in and day out. The world is telling us one thing, uh, that, that they're telling us we should believe and that we should do, um, but oftentimes it leads to pain and heartache and suffering, whereas God has ways that he has set forth in his word from thousands of years ago that, that if we will apply to our lives, we will experience the, the enjoyment of a relationship with another human being because of it. <clears throat> and so we talked... <clears throat> excuse me, uh, about dating and how when you're looking for a dating relationship, you want to be filtering that other person through uh, kind of the filter of their character. And so you want to be looking at them and kind of testing them before you even jump into a dating relationship. You want to be asking yourself, okay, do they have the character qualities that I want to join myself into a relationship with? And so once you kind of look at that, the question then becomes, how do you date well? Once you've kind of filtered someone through uh, their character traits and you, you see some good godly character there that you, uh, you're attracted to, then the question becomes, okay, how do we do this thing well? And so that's what we're going to look at here today. Um, but, you know, a lot of people, I think, view dating as kind of this big adrenaline rush, like, like it's like skydiving or something. Uh, it reminds me of a, a story of when I was probably 10 or 11 years old, my brother and my best friend and I, uh, we decided to go to the park one day. And so we jumped on our bikes and we rode uh, all the way to the end of our neighborhood. Well, at the end of our neighborhood, right before the park is this giant hill. So this street was on like this steep decline. And so it was about a, a hundred yards long, about as long as a football field. And so we get to the top of this hill we're like, hey, we're dudes, let's race. And so we're at the top of this hill, we kind of line up and we're, we're revving our engines on our bikes. And so we take off and I, I was a, um, how do I say, a rotund, a very fluffy young man. And so I had more weight. So gravity was on my side. And so I'm pedaling as fast as I can, like a, like a hamster that's set on fire. And, and I'm just going and going and going. And I, I get almost to the bottom of the hill and I look back and they're like, 20 yards behind me, and so I just, ha, suckers, I win. So I'm getting down to the bottom of the hill, and what I failed to remember is that at the bottom of this street is a stark 90-degree turn to the right. And so I'm going as fast as I can straight down this hill, and I get down to the bottom, and as soon as I see the the turn, I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to die. And so I slam like on my, my brakes and my front tire skids and I try to turn. I go face first over these handlebars. I've nearly missed this mailbox, which I could have like broken my neck. And I land right on my arm. My arm breaks my fall. And I come out of this thing and my arm goes like this. It, is, it has now become the 90 degrees. So that is what happens whenever young boys don't take into account the consequences of something that's kind of fun. They don't look at what could happen. They get injured oftentimes, as I did. Guys, that's what we so often do in dating, in relationships. We get up to the top of the hill of this relationship, and all we see is the fun part of it. We see, man, 
this is going to be so exciting. I'm going to have a relationship. I'm going to be able to, to kiss this person, and we're going to get married one day, and we're going to have kids, and, and we're going to be old together, and it's going to be like the notebook all over again. And then you get on this hill, and you're going faster and faster and faster, and you get down to the bottom, you fly off the handlebars, you break your arm. In relationships, you end up with broken hearts, which is a thousand times worse than a broken arm. That is so often what we do in relationships, in dating. And so we want to look here today at, okay, how do, we, how do we stay at the top of that hill and do this wisely? What, what does God have to say about dating, about relationships, so that we can, um, you know, go, go down the hill and still enjoy it, but be able to stop whenever it's time to take a turn and not hurt ourselves? So the question we're going to ask here today is kind of what's the purpose of dating? What, what, is, what is the purpose of it? And so how many of you guys, just a show of hands, how many of you guys want to one day be married? That's most, most everybody in this room probably wants to be married one day. And so it's kind of important for us to figure out, okay, how do we do dating well? If we want to be married one day, the first step to being married, I would hope, unless you're in an arranged marriage, is, is to date somebody for an extended period of time to get to know them. And so we want to look at what does God have to say about that so that we can come out the other side um, with a, a good, healthy relationship. And so uh, the, the analogy that I'm going to use for dating here today is it's kind of like driving a car. So any of you guys drive? Yeah, it's junior high. I hope that was a trick question. You all passed. Many of you guys are stealing your parents' cars. How many of you guys have been in a car? How many, do you know what a car is? Like it's an automobile, four wheels, A to B. How many of you guys have seen stoplights? So you know, like, like green, yellow, red. Show me a picture of my stoplight. What does green mean? Any guesses? Green means go. Good job. You've paid attention. What does yellow mean? Slow down. Caution. Easy. What does red mean? Stop. In dating... We want to be, in, if, if your dating relationship is the car, then you want to, every step of the way, be asking yourselves, okay, is this a green light? Are we, are we doing good here? Is this a yellow light situation? Should I, should I be kind of pumping the brakes and slowing down because I'm seeing some warning signs? Or is this a red light, do not pass go, do not collect $200, abort mission, eject out of here, we're, we're calling this thing quits. You want to be asking yourself every step of the way where you're at. In each situation that you come across, you want to be asking, okay, is this a green, a yellow, or a red? And, you know, whenever I was younger, I, I didn't really view dating like that. Um, I, I kind of viewed it as the, the bicycle on top of the hill adrenaline rush piece. Uh, and consequently, I experienced a lot of pain and heartache because of it. But if I would have looked at what God had to say and started, started kind of obeying and, and following these warning signs, I, I probably would have saved myself a lot of heartache. And so we're going to look at what God has to say about dating today. And so to do that, we'll be in Song of Songs, chapter 2. He wrote a whole book on dating, relationships, marriage, sex, all that kind of stuff. We're going to be in there, and we're going to kind of jump around in chapter 2 uh, to hit some of the high points. So let's just get started. Uh, in verse 1. This is the woman speaking. She says, I'm a rose of Sharon, a lily of the valleys. 
He responds, like a lily among thorns is my darling among the young women. She says back, like an apple tree among the trees of the forest is my beloved among the young men. I delight to sit in his shade and his fruit is sweet to my taste. So the first thing we, we see right off the bat with this couple is Solomon and, and this, this girl that he's dating. The first thing we see is that they both firmly believe that they have a catch. You guys have heard that term before. They, they, they feel like they got a, a killer deal in this other person. He calls her a, a lily among, uh, in the valley, a, a, a lily among thorns. That's the phrase. Show me my picture of the, of the flower. So what is he saying here? He's saying, look, all the ladies around you, all these other girls around you are these thorns. They're, they're kind of they're pokey. You don't want to get too close to them because they hurt. Uh, they're they're kind of dull, but you, my dear, are this, this flower, this beautiful rose in the midst of all these other thorns. And so right off the bat, he's saying, man, I, I got a one in a million catch here. Well, and then she responds, like an apple tree among the trees of the forest is my beloved among the young men. She's saying, look, all, all these other men are just a bunch of normal trees, a bunch of lame trees. But you, Solomon, you're an apple tree. You have fruit. You're the only tree in the forest with fruit. You're the only tree in the forest, what she's saying, that gives life, that gives nourishment, that is, is, is serving me. And so here at the very beginning of this, you can see that both of them believe firmly that they, they got a killer deal with the other person. And so if you're in a dating relationship right now, or if, you're, if you have your eyes on somebody that you want to date, ask yourself, would, would it be a, a killer deal for you to be in a relationship with them? You know, whenever I was dating Lindsay, uh, and I, I, uh, I proposed to her, and we got engaged, as I was on my knees, I remember thinking, if she, if she says yes, okay, she just said yes, oh my gosh, oh, Okay, what's, what's the hang-up? Like, what's, what's the catch? Are, am I going to wake up in Russia without a kidney? Like, are you catfishing me here? I remember thinking, this, this woman has no business marrying me because she is just way out of my league. I'll tell people even to this day that I, I believe in miracles because I saw the miracle of of this beautiful, lovely, Jesus-loving woman marrying this, this ogre. Like, I believe in miracles because of that. I believe that I got the greatest catch in the world in my wife. Now, it is a, it is a strong yellow light if you, if you don't believe that you got a catch with the other person. So, like, I'll see these couples a lot that, that are, are together often, but, but they're always, like, fighting and bickering, and they're always annoyed with each other, and they're, they're undercutting each other and just making fun of each other. Like, why, why are you together? I don't understand. What, is this just to be in a relationship? That, that is a, a, a red light for me. If you are in a relationship and you don't enjoy being around the other person, you feel like you're doing them a favor by being with them, that is a huge warning sign. So you need to then look at it and see, okay, is this a yellow light situation where maybe I just need to adjust some of my expectations, maybe I have unhealthy expectations, or is this a red light 
this person really is not good for me. I need to cut off the relationship. So it kind of sounds obvious, but the first thing we look at is, do you, do you like each other? Like, do, do you genuinely like being around each other? That's the first thing you want to ask yourself in this relationship. She goes on and she says, he leads me to the banquet hall and his banner over me is love. His banner over me is love. That's kind of a poetic thing to say. What does it mean? Well, show me my, my picture of the, the banners there. So this is like a, a medieval army. And you see they have the flag in the background. And the, the armies in that day would carry this banner with them so that everyone would know where, where the army stands, where their allegiance is, who their leader is, who, who owns them, who is, who is theirs. And so she's saying, look, the, the banner of, of uh, allegiance that, that this man shows to me, the way that he leads me is by his love. That is the, the landmark um, character trait that he leads her in is his love. Guys, this, this man is patient with this woman. He's, he's kind with her. He serves her. If, if we look at what the biblical definition of love is, let, let's just look at that. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 7. What does it mean that he loves her? Well, the Bible tells us what love is. Love is patient and kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It's not irritable. It keeps no record of being wronged. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up. Love never loses faith. It's always hopeful endures through every circumstance. So at the beginning of this verse, we see that, that patience and kindness are like the, the super exalted character traits of love. They are the foundation that make up all the rest of these character traits of love. And so you want to be asking yourself, how are you doing in your patience and in your kindness? Guys especially, because it is our charge in the Bible to, to love our wives. Listen to Ephesians 5. It says, So I say again, each man must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. Now, the, the healthiest relationships have, have equal parts of both of these, where, where the husband is loving and respecting his wife, and the wife is loving and respecting the husband. So why does God emphasize these things here? Well, because we as men have a much harder time showing love and showing affection to our wives, to, to uh, women. And the, the ladies have a much harder time. It doesn't come as natural for them to respect, to show respect to the, the guys in their life. And so God is emphasizing here Look, guys, you need to make sure that you are loving your wives. And ladies, you need to make sure that you are respecting your husbands. And when you guys are both pursuing those things together, you will have a, a joy-filled, healthy relationship. Solomon here is, is loving the, this woman. He's being patient. He's being kind. He's serving her. He's listening to her. And in turn, because of his love for her, she gladly follows and respects him because his leadership is built on his love. So fellas, how you doing with loving? 
ladies, how are you doing with respecting authority? We go on in the verse, Daughters of Jerusalem, I charge you by the gazelles and by the does of the field, do not arouse or awaken love until the time is right. Now again, it's kind of a poetic language. We're talking about Bambi and, and, and the bucks in the field. Disregard that. Don't worry about the deer. The main point we're looking at here is don't arouse or awaken love until the time is right. So what, what does that mean? It means don't pursue a relationship until the right time. Don't pursue a relationship until the right time because, guys, relationships are so powerful. They are so incredibly powerful. I mean, I I look at my own uh, relationship with Lindsay. Because I uh, started dating Lindsay and, and proposed to her and we got married, because of that, my life is forever changed and her life is forever changed. And our families' lives, our extended families' lives, our friends' lives are forever changed because we made the decision to come together. Not only are we affecting the people that are around right now, but, but we, we have um, adopted two little kids, and their, their forever lives are being changed because Lindsay and I decided to get together and to do this thing for life. And then not only other people that are around, but Lindsay is, is about to give birth to a, a new baby anytime this week because we decided to get together to do this thing for life, to do this thing called marriage, and, and eternities are being changed. Little Noel, our baby, is, her eternity is going to be completely different because we decided to get together. Mark and Layla will be completely different because we're their parents. Relationships are so powerful. So, so powerful. They, they affect everybody that you know, but most importantly, like they, they affect your trajectory forever. And so it's so important that we get this thing right. So she, the, in the verse, she's saying, look, don't awaken, don't arouse love until the time is right. And so what does it mean that, that the time is right? Well, we, we hit on this a few weeks ago, but, but just as a reminder, it means that, that the character of the person uh, that you're wanting to be with, that you have a clear idea of that ki- kind of character uh, in your mind. So you kind of have a picture of, of the type of person that you want to, to marry one day. Not that the person you meet will fit every single requirement and will be uh, like, like Fabio on steroids, but that, that their character lines up with, with what you have uh, in mind, what God has in mind, most importantly. So you have a clear idea of their character, but, but also just that you are like emotionally ready, emotionally stable. I see so many people getting into relationships before they are emotionally ready to handle another soul, another soul is being affected because of them, but, but just because they wanted to be in a relationship and they didn't uh, hold to wisdom, they jumped too quickly into it, and then both parties end up getting hurt as a result of that. And so what does it mean that the time is right? It means that you're kind of emotionally prepared to be in a relationship. You've worked through uh, a lot of your hurts and your pains so that you're not then spewing that venom on someone else. It also means like 
that the time is right? Well, just life circumstances. Like, like, do you have a job? And, and are you ready to be married in the next couple of years? Like, those are just kind of some big things. Can you support a family once you get married? Like, those are, those are important things to be thinking through just practically. That you, you don't want to jump into a relationship when you're 10 years old because you have no business marrying somebody, providing for a family, so wait until you're in a position to be able to do that. Wait until the time is right. If the, if the time is not right, man, that is a strong yellow light, a, a close red light if we're using our stoplights. Wait until the right time and you'll save yourself so much pain and heartache because of it. If you wait for the right person at the right time, you will find so much joy and fulfillment and, and happiness in that relationship because you have sought Jesus on that person. You haven't sought that person just for themselves. You're waiting for the right time when God says it's the right time for you. We go on in the verse, verse 15. It says, catch for us the foxes, the little foxes that ruin the vineyards, our vineyards that are in bloom. What, is, what does that mean? Like, are we... Is this in our dating relationship? We're supposed to just like be on, on fox patrol? Like if you see a fox, make sure and kill it. No, it's, it's not literal here. It's a, again a kind of figurative speaking where, where the foxes are the, are the little animals in, in their vineyard, in their life, that are wreaking havoc. Now foxes are, are little creatures. They're, they're not like giant lions or bears. No, they're just they're, they're little like cats basically. But these foxes would, would go into their vineyards and they'd, they'd destroy all their, their crops and they would kill their chickens. And like foxes are just nuisance animals. They're little things that grow to be big problems if they're not dealt with early on. And so if you'll notice in verse 15, this is the man that's saying this. This is, this is Solomon who is saying to himself and to this woman, look, we have to catch these little foxes before they, they ruin our vineyard. What is he saying there? He's saying, look, we have to catch all these little temptations early on or else they're going to be growing into to something that will destroy us if we're not careful. If you don't catch the, the little temptations early on, they will grow to be bigger and bigger animals, bigger and bigger monsters until they destroy your relationship. If you guys will remember back to, to my story last week, man, I, I did not catch the, the foxes, the temptations early on. And as a result of that, I experienced so much uh, bickering and, and, and heartache and fights in our relationship because I wasn't intentional to, to catch the temptation before it became an issue, before it became a problem. And it grew to be this, this monstrous thing that really hurt us. Now again, there's the mercy of Christ, and, and by the mercy of God, we decided, by God's grace, to take a step back and start taking care of the foxes in our vineyard, the temptations that were coming against us. And because of that, now we get to walk in the redemption of Christ 
But we still have to keep on catching the little foxes. We have to keep on catching little temptations in our lives before they grow to be big things. You know, little tigers grow to be big tigers, and big tigers bite your face off. That's just how it is. We, we can't expect to let these little things not become big things because the big things will then end up hurting us. So Solomon here is, is the one who is leading this relationship in their purity. Now, we, we both have a responsibility in the relationship, the guy and the girl, but guys, it is our main responsibility as, as the, the men in the relationship to lead this relationship in purity. Now, I, again, I failed at that a lot, and I reaped the consequences because of it. But by the grace of God, we, we turned back around, and then I started taking it seriously and leading our relationship in purity. It is ultimately uh, our responsibility. Ladies, if a, if a man is, is pressuring you into sex, if, he is, if he's pressuring you into sexual acts of any kind, he's saying, if, if you love me, you'll give it to me. That is a clear 100% indicator that he does not love you. And so you better not give anything to him because you need to see that red light, pull the eject button, and shoot on out of that cockpit. Eject out of that relationship. Don't, don't stop at go. Don't, don't pass go. Don't collect your $200. You just you get out of that relationship as soon as possible. Because if a guy is pressuring you into that, then he, he does not care about your soul. He does not care about, about who you really are and the consequences and the hurt and the pain that that will bring into your life. So if a guy is pressuring you into that, hit the eject button. Get out of that. Abort mission. Get out of that relationship. Now, to a lesser degree, guys, it's the same thing. It's probably becoming more and more of a problem. But if a, if a girl is pressuring you into sex, then you want to hit the eject button on that relationship. That is a red light. Because, again, it shows that, that they are not in it for your highest good. They're not there to serve you and to love you. They're in it for what it does for them. So Solomon here is saying, look, let's catch these little temptations before they become big ones. The question we have to ask ourselves here this morning is what are the, what are the little foxes in our life that we have kind of let roam around our vineyard? What are the little temptations in your life that you're kind of okay with that you know will grow into something that will wreak havoc later on, but you just kind of let it slide. What is that? Get a clear picture in your mind. God wants to, to do some work in your heart here this morning to free you from the consequence of that if you let it grow to be a, a bigger issue. Guys, as we wrap up here this morning, I, I want to remind us that, that dating is good. Dating is, is necessary and it is good, 
but it is good within the boundaries that God set up, the way that he designed it, the way he designed relationships to work. God designed it to work this way, but we have to look at his word to see how did he set it up so that we can follow uh, the creator of the universe. Look, he knows how everything works. He knows what's best. He is God after all. And so we want to find out what is, what is God doing, and then we want to get on board with that. Because whatever he's doing is best. And guys, there is so much in his word about what is best in relationships. Guys, dating is one kind of big test. You're, you're testing each and every way. Every, every conflict that you have in a dating relationship, you want to have a, I hope that that stoplight is just imprinted into your mind. And every, every conflict that you have with this other person, I want you to just see the lights. Okay, are they handling this well? Is this, is this a green light? We, we're fighting, but we're doing this well, biblically. Okay, is, are, are they just super angry and they're throwing things and they're calling me names and they're, they're demeaning me? Okay, that's, that's a, a strong yellow, possibly a red light. I, I might want to get out of this relationship. Dating is, is a, a, it's one big test. It's like, like you're, you're driving along and each and every day you, you're driving a little bit further and you keep coming to these stoplights. You want to find out is this the type of person that you want to be driving with for the rest of your life? Or do you need to cut your losses and get out of there to save yourself potential heartbreak? If there's too many yellows, there's too many reds in your relationship, man, hit the eject button. Abort mission. Get out of there. You will save yourself so much heartache because of it. Guys, I know in a room this size that there's bound to be uh, people who have messed up, people who have uh, either given to sexual immorality or given themselves into an uh, inappropriate relationship or given themselves to a, a decent relationship that's just not the best. Man, I, I hope you know that, that God's grace is infinite, that, that God is not uh, surprised that, that you messed up, but God is standing there with a, a bucket full of mercy, ready to just give it to you like a present, if you will just turn to him and receive it. As God's, God's mercy and forgiveness is new every morning. But we have, to, we have to turn to him. We have to ask him for it. As we move into a time of response, I want you to grab your pen and paper from under your chair. So just real quick, are any of you, you don't have to raise your hand, but just think, are, are you in a relationship? And if you are, what is, what's the status of your relationship? Is this a... A green light? Is this a yellow light? You need to do some further digging, some further testing? Or is this a clear red light where you need to get out of this relationship and save yourself future heartache, future pain? 
If you're not in a relationship, or, or do you have your eyes on anybody in particular? If so, are, are you seeing a lot of green lights in their character? Are you seeing a lot of yellow lights? Are you seeing a lot of red lights? And save yourself the heartache. Don't, don't give your heart over emotionally to that person. If, if you're not the right person at the right time. Whatever situation you're in, ask, ask God for help. He has infinite power and infinite strength just waiting for you. That means never ending strength and power to give you the ability to, to say no to temptation, to, to say no to pornography, to say no to this, this bad relationship. If you will just ask him for the strength, the help in that. Guys, the, the Bible has every answer for our every need. And so commit yourself to studying his word on what he has to say about, about dating, about relationships, about sex and sexuality. It's everywhere in our culture. And if we're not intentionally looking to what God has to say about it, we are just gonna be swept up in the wave of sin that our culture throws at us. Commit to studying his word. As he has all the answers for us. What questions do you have right now for God? Whatever it is, write it down could be, God, what, what do you say about homosexuality? could be, God, what, what do you say about uh, dating a non-Christian? God, what do you say about masturbation? Whatever your question is, write it down. And then take that card with you this week. Or rip off the portion that you don't want to put in the tithe box. Take it with you so that you can study God's word this week and see what he has to say. Don't take my word for it. Don't take anybody's word for it. If it doesn't line up with God's word, then it's not truth. The Bible is 100% truth, 100% reliable. So search out his word for what he has to say. Because he set it all up, he knows how it works.